All right, folks. So this is a really important and very targeted episode that is addressing our internal stories, which create our external reality, it is the inner critic, which is forcing us to play small and self-sabotage versus the inner champion or your inner hero, which is the character or the identity that improves our life up that mountain. So tune in, get some of the best practices and do the work. Welcome to another episode of the Winner Folsom Podcast, your source for battle-tested leadership and resiliency. Today, we got a fun podcast for you too, don't we, Philip? Yeah, we're going to lean into a little bit of, we're not going to call this tough love, we're going to call this love and tough, because we are going through the four masculine archetypes in K4. So every month, we transition through the archetypes, and they transition in a very ancient and unavoidable sequence. So gentlemen, if you don't know what the masculine archetypes are, these are the components of our psychology, and there's four of them. We have the visionary king, we have the action-oriented warrior, we have the process and spiritual-related magician, and we have the relationship function, which is the lover. So this term comes from the seminal men's book called King, Warrior, Magician, Lover, if you are a man, you should read that book. So fucking read that book. So those four masculine archetypes function on an internal level as aspects of our psychology or our identity. And that conversation, the conflict, the way those four aspects of our psychology expresses themselves is our personality. It's ultimately our behavior. And so understanding who we identify with and how we negotiate which one is actually in charge. Well, that's the act of becoming a mature man. And we have the same dynamic happening interpersonally where we're dealing with other people and they have their own operating system and how we interact. Well, this is kinship. This is uh, the way that relationships function. So incredibly important conversation, but really want to get into is how do we, utilize those archetypes to be able to get sustainable results with your life. Because if there's aspects of your life that are not as good as they could be, it's because you are not as good as you could be. And if that statement triggers you in any way, it means that you have some aspect of a victim psychology working. If you're saying, well, I can't be as good as I could be because my dad and because it's my job. And because the government is somehow impacting my life negatively, that's a victim statement. And to become a man, which is a mature masculine being, well, we don't accept victim statements. There's accountability statements, and there's taking ownership and responsibility for your life. In order to do that, well, this is an ongoing initiation process. And we're going to share some of the best practices, some of the challenges related to that on this episode. The piece I would add is it's taking ownership. And I think one of the big pieces that happens is most men are not given a map on what it means to be in a healthy adult male. And so if you think about it, I love the metaphor of climbing a mountain. Imagine you see this big mountain that you want to climb and that mountain is life. And as a man, you set out on the mountain. And first, imagine if nobody showed you the map to climb the mountain. So you would just set out, maybe you saw other guys climbing the mountain, maybe you just tried to climb the mountain yourself, 
And along that way, you may have found there's a cliff or you may have found there's a, uh, an area you can't overcome. And so do you give up? Do you get frustrated? Do you say the mountain is unclimbable? Do you make it other guys' faults that climb the mountain ahead of you? Did you, did you make it, I didn't get a map is the fault. So big picture, imagine you had a map. And what would that look like if you actually had a map that says, here's how you climb the mountain. And it's a really simple zigzag right to the top, but it showed you exactly how to get there. Would it make life easier? And so these archetypes, that really what it is, is it shows you where you're at. It shows you the maps you can identify like when you're off course, really from how you're showing up in the world or what we call shadows or trauma signs that show you, oh, I'm being an adolescent man again. And then how do you get back on track to get to the top of the mountain or whatever your goal is in life? So one of the things I like the most about this is it really shows us how to become a strong, empowered, masculine man to take full ownership for our life and our emotional state, and also to go claim what we want in our life and go make it happen. So it's going to be a, a fun episode today. So that journey up the mountain, that is a heroic journey up the mountain. And really, the archetypes are bundled into this cohesive journey up the mountain that is the heroic journey. And it is a quadrant-based model, which means there's four big stages. And those four archetypes correspond with the four stages of the hero's journey. So it's this beautiful confluence of ancient wisdom of these four roles of masculinity. And ladies, you have that too, except instead of king, you're the queen. Okay, so human psychology, we have those four quadrants, that's a map. We also have the way those quadrants work together in a cohesive journey, and that's the hero or the heroine's journey. So we all start with the lover house first. This is the compassionate way of being, and things are happening to us in this phase of our journey. We're looking at the mountain. Maybe it's unclimbable. Maybe it, we can't even start. And the next phase is called the road of trials. This is where we enter the warrior archetype, which we're going to talk about today, and then things happen by us. So instead of to us, it's by us. And so this is the time in the hero's journey where we start recognizing there's things I have lost. There's things I need to reclaim. There is levels of the mountain that I have not gotten to, and there are certain things that are stopping me from the climb. Those things that are stopping you, these are the bad habits, coping mechanisms, fear, doubt, inadequacies, abandonment. It's a murderer's row of self-sabotage. And it comes from childhood. Because at some point, we were all inadequate and weak and bullied and victims because we didn't have the tools, the strength, right? We were children. And so we have this core psychology of I'm not enough. And if I take risks, I will be abandoned. And at some point, when we start moving into that initiation into being a mature adult, we start taking ownership. And to do that is the act of pushing back on those old stories and exploring where they have locked into our life and self-limited us. And the tools that we use to be able to engage with that, well, that's going to be the act of moving from habits, which are obviously habitual, they're old stories, they're automatic, they're efficient, and they are inadequate to get you up the mountain. Because if they were adequate, you already be there. And there are aspects of your life that you are dissatisfied with. What do you look like naked? How's your bank account? How's your sex life? Like if there's any of these things in your life that are not as good as they could be, it's because you are not as good as you could be. 
So to be able to change that story and to change the course of the mountain or recommit to the course, we have to go take a deep look and inventory of our habits, our lifestyle, and we have to shift those to new improved behaviors, which are called practices. Practices are hard because they're new and they're inefficient and they're demanding. And most of the time we fall off and quit our new practices. And there's a bunch of reasons for this, but this is really the the root of the topic is how do we establish practices that get you up the mountain? And this is obviously an internal journey, right? Although it has external expressions. So you can call these a lot of things, these old stories, and they're driven from inadequacy from childhood. But our K4 member, Dr. Scott Kellogg, calls them the inner critic. And that is an identity that's inside of you that is telling you not to do these things. And it's telling you that if you take these risks, you're going to lose everything. If you are honest with your partner, you will be abandoned. If you fail, then you are a failure. So don't do these things. That's your inner critic. And it's a loud voice. And that inner critic voice will never go away. It's just part of you, right? It's, in, it's part of our identity. And we have to establish what he calls the inner champion, right? Or the hero of the story, which eventually starts not only pushing back against the inner critic voice, but establishing new protocols, new practices that eventually become rituals. Yeah. And as you were talking, I was just thinking of a very, like maybe walking people through a little example. So let's say you're listening and you're like, Hey, I'm not happy with my bank account or, you know what? I've gained an extra 30 pounds or 40 pounds. Like one of our guys in our community was like, you know, he'd gained an extra 40 pounds recently, or maybe your relationships lost its passion. So maybe that's your call to adventure would be the lover archetype as Philip was talking, like, what is the mountain you're about to climb? And do you actually listen to that nudge or do you dismiss it? So the first step would be listening to those internal nudges of dissatisfaction and going on the journey. Once you commit, you're now on this road of trials that Philip was talking about, and that is the climb of the mountain. So as you're climbing the mountain, I'm going to put it into context. Let's say somebody was like, money's an issue. I know one of my old stories was, oh, if I make more money than, let's say, my father, I may be a bad man, or I may not be, I may be put in the bucket of guys who were destroyed people and took from people and capitalized. There was all these stories I heard around, oh, I'm going to be a bad man if I make more money right? So what, what would that look like for you? Or let's say health-wise, I know a lot of people struggle with, I don't have the energy. I'll get the right partner if I get in shape. And they're looking for external validation or I'm big boned. Like what is the story that stops you from actually getting up, yeah. going to the gym, following a protocol, eating the food you want to eat? Usually you don't want to have restriction or lack of freedom, or you want to eat your food when you're just, right? So what are those stories? Adolescent, all adolescent. All adolescent stories. So these are the warrior, when you move into the warrior house, you have to fight these stories because they're going to try to take you off course. They're going to try to say, hey, you don't need to go up the mountain. This was good enough. Or, you know what? I can't get to the top of mountain because nobody showed me the way. Or, or guess I get up, I get, I've got halfway. That's more than my dad did. Yeah. Let's just stop here. Let's stop here. And guess, guess what happens, guys, men or women, if you're listening and you stop, do you think life stays the same and you stay right where you're at? Or do you think you go down? Yeah. Life moves towards entropy. So if you're not moving forward, you're moving backwards. So unfortunately, you're going to get complacent. You're going to settle. And then all your, all your numbing behaviors and patterns are going to get worse because you've now, you've now stopped engaging with life. 
So you're going to have to engage with life. You're going to have to climb this mountain. These stories don't go away. So again, when you have the maps, you're like, ah, to be expected. My inner critics beating the shit out of me right now. I'm hearing every story in the book of why I'm a personal side note. I'm currently quitting nicotine. I'm driving down the road. These are my little stories. I'm doing a dopamine reset. Uh, maybe we'll talk about that on a future podcast. But during it, I'm like, what's all the ways I'm getting dopamine? And I'm noticing I'm quit a bunch at once. I'm driving down the road. Every time I drive, the little things in my ear going, stop and get some nicotine. Stop and get some nicotine. I'm going, fuck you. <laughs> I'm not listening. I'm not going backwards, right? So I just want to give a context. If you're in this stage, you're not alone. Keep going. At some point, there's going to be a death. There's going to be an abyss of this old story. So the way we pull this conversation from the mysterious fog land of your subconscious, which is like, oh, you know, I'll, I'll get to that. I'll, I'll get to that when I'm ready. It's not a good time for me right now. I'm really busy. And then, of course, it just submerges back into that dark water of like, could be. So we have to pull these topics from the fog. And we do that by writing them down. It, it is vitally important that we create with our words. And the second step of that is we speak those words. Got to have other people involved. And this is not only for the raw accountability and the engagement of honor of I need to do this because I have committed publicly that I'm doing this. But there's also just the act of creating with our words, of actually speaking. And you may have a hard time thinking about I don't even want to write it down because then it's real. I certainly don't want to speak it or share it because then it's very fucking real. But that's what's required. So the first step of this journey is, okay, dealing with nicotine. Okay, I'm dealing with uh, eating too late at night. I'm dealing with doom scrolling. I'm dealing with porn. I'm like, whatever your shit is, right? These are the coping mechanisms that your inner critic is just laying in front of you so you self-sabotage and stay small and stay safe. Those are the negative things. Those are the things that you have to go to war with, right? And that's the warrior archetype who creates by doing. So make that list. These are the things that do not work for me, right? And then we make a list of the things that you know you should be doing. This is getting up early, making your bed, what is your morning routine? At what point do you actually look at your phone in the day? Are you actively doing gratitude and journaling? Are you exercising on a regular basis? What are the things you should and shouldn't be eating? Now, this is really simple. And you all know exactly what you should and should not be doing. It's not mysterious. It's not like we're living in the 1700s where it's like, well, I didn't really know that sugar was bad for me. Everybody's smoking, so I can smoke. Like bullshit. At this point in human history, we know the totality of what we should and should not be doing. Porn is not good for you, gentlemen. You all know that. Playing video games in the day, not good for you. Doom scrolling is not good for you. You all know it. So make that list of the things you should be doing and shouldn't be doing. And all of a sudden, it's going to get very real for you. That is my list. And I write it down every week so that it keeps fresh and I look at it. And what I've discovered is that the closer I live to that list of my perfect day, the more often that I am in flow state, the more productive I am, the happier I am, the more positive feedback I get from the world. 
and it's active. So this is a vital step for you to be able to start the initiation process of becoming a mature human, right? That means you're marginalizing and throttling that old critic story that's run your life, and you're empowering that inner champion that has your best interest involved. I'm going to throw another angle at this same conversation, but I'm going to say it from a different way. Because what we're saying is, how do we move from adolescent to adult man? And if we are choosing the thing, the distraction, right? From the inner critic of like, oh, I'm going to go to porn. I'm going to go to nicotine. I'm going to go to being back at workaholism. We are giving into adolescent psychology because we want pleasure now because we don't want to do what's uncomfortable. And I'm going to give another anger. If we're not dissatisfied with our relationship, our health, or our fitness, let's say we're very successful financially. Let's say we've actually been able to be very successful in our career and our finances, but guess what? We're working so much, we're losing our relationship or we're losing presence with our kids. And what would that look like? So this is just another form of adolescence. We've gotten so addicted to the workaholism or the game that we haven't learned how to actually take and be present with the people in our lives. So it can go two sides. There's going to be those that are listening going, hey, I need to actually accomplish and make a bunch of money right now because I'm still living as a little boy and not actually accomplishing what I want. And there's going to be others listening going, I'm driving so hard and I've gotten so successful that when's the goal going to be enough? Like now it's going to be an everless goal that keeps changing. When am I actually going to say it's enough and actually start to be present with the family and the people I love? So listen through the ears that you need is that call to adventure to actually create more space and actually stop working and hiding behind work because you've maybe been working too much, right? So there's two different sides of the coin as you're listening to this conversation. Hey, we thank you for listening to the Winner Folsom podcast. Just a couple quick notes. First, if you are a man and you're looking for an honorable and inspiring group of men to hold you accountable and challenge you to grow in your relationships, your fitness, your career, your finances, and your life, go to www.k4men.com. And if you are a veteran, first responder, or man or woman who deals with trauma, and you are looking for some resiliency tools and skills for you, your team, or your organization, go to valorresiliency.com. Hope to see you there. Back to the podcast. There it is. All right, so we kind of threw down the tough love gauntlet or the love and tough gauntlet on some of these things. This is a arduous journey, and it's the way we reclaim our lives. It's hard to live that perfect day, particularly establishing that perfect day. It's a really demanding thing, but it does provide energy. So there's a lot of things you do, right? Doom scrolling and all those things that actually suck your energy out of you, right? I mean, you're depleted afterwards. It's a good marker of, am I in a coping mechanism? Am I self-sabotaging? Why do I keep doing that? And it's to keep you small. It is your inner critic winning through self-sabotage. The things that are positive for you, they're going to be equally hard, but they're going to provide you energy. And so that's a good measure of how do you feel after you have been around that person undertaking that project, engaged in that process, is that you feel energized afterwards. And obviously flow state is that place where we are fully engaged because the challenge requires our full engagement. But it's not so challenging that we're starting to get anxiety and dread about it. So that's the place where athletes operate at their very best when they're playing against a worthy opponent and 
they have the confidence to be able to play full out. So when you're establishing that perfect day, well, your opponent is you, right? Mm -hmm. It's that inner critic version of you. And that's a worthy opponent. And so set your goals that are engaging, but not overwhelming. And to be able to do that sustainably, make sure that you've involved other people. And men, you need other men, right? Your wife is good. Your female friends are good. But man, get embedded with a men's group, a jujitsu school, a mentor group, some other group of men who are also on this journey. And this is vital for camaraderie and accountability. So other men is really important. And then last piece, and Josh, you can speak into this masterfully, is it takes resiliency to be able to live this arduous journey of the full responsibility of your life, of actually creating your day as opposed to somebody else creating it without your best interests involved. So resiliency, that means there is some self-care, there's some self-love, there is some awareness about managing and regulating emotions on that. You're going to have to become highly aware of like what is causing you emotional stress. In addition to productivity time or time management, it's emotional management. So how is my day emotionally? Am I resourced in the morning? Am I resourced in the evening? When am I saving the tasks for in my day that is going to require bandwidth? And when do I have the capacity to handle those things? And when do I not have capacity? So if you're most energized and have the most capacity in the morning, you save hard, emotionally challenging tasks for the morning. And then you save evening, a task comes in, you push it to the next morning so you can be present with your spouse or your kiddos. If not, we end up getting triggered right at the end of the day, and then we go home and destroy the home environment that happened day to day. So it's going to require emotional management, emotional regulation. We live in more stressful times than we've ever been. To counter that, you're going to have to learn tools to regulate your nervous system, and you're going to have to learn emotional literacy. That is adult behavior. Adults have emotional awareness. They're not acting like adults. And then emotionally, they regress to children and throw temper tantrums or do or shut down or run away or appease everybody in the world and don't have any grit. Like adults can stick their firm in the stand. They can get clear on what their actual emotions are, process the emotions. If there's sadness, if there's anger, get clear on their needs and boundaries and have hard conversations. They can engage in conflict, right? They're not appeasing the world and pleasing the world. So again, any of these things, if you're going, oh man, I have a really tough time with conflict and I appease the world, or I shut down and I freeze my ability to feel my emotional state, or man, I lose my shit and I blow up on the people I love or the people in my work environments, or you know what? I just take off. If you do any of those things, it's very normal to do those things. So it's not uncommon. It's not shameful to do them. It's how quickly can you become aware of your nervous system and the dysregulated state you're in? And how quickly can you get back to baseline? That is your true sense of emotional resilience. And adult men are able to take control in this area, right? The same thing we're saying with the archetypes is how quickly can I observe where I'm at and who I need to be to solve the situation? Do I need to be my lover and like open my heart up and connect really deeply? Do I need to be in my warrior and actually put on my helmet and go to war and be focused on action? Do I need to be my magician and actually build a plan or blueprint or strategy or execute something? Or do I need to be in my king and learn how to play or vision or bring in a bunch of ideas? Like how quickly can you adapt or are you stuck? in one state and being rigid. So I think this is a, a more direct call to action for all of you that are listening is, hey, are you doing the work? Are you doing the work? Or have you labeled personal development or men's work or any of this as status decreasing? Are you one of those guys going, oh, I don't need therapy. I'll just rather blow up my life instead. <laughs> is that an adult way to behave? Or is that a child? That's what a child would do. A child would say, I don't get my toys. I'm going to throw a temper tantrum and I'm going home. 
right? So as, a, as an adult man, take responsibility. There's a lot of tools out there. And it's, it's literally just, I want because Philip and I've been doing this work for a long time. It's just new tools. Like if you can learn a new tool, if you can learn a new book, if you can learn an instrument, if you can learn how to drive a vehicle, if you can learn how to ride a bike, if you can learn how to read a book, real basic things, you can learn tools on developing emotional awareness, these maps of the archetypes of masculine behavior. There's so many tools. It's just learning and being open to learn. So do the work, folks. Engage in the healthy conflict, and that conflict is within. That's where everything else cascades externally. Your internal story creates your external world. And this begins by pulling that internal world into the external world by writing and speaking. So make that list. What are the things you know you should not be doing because they're not vital for you? And what are the things you should be doing even though they're hard? This is a great step. Forgive yourself. You will not be hitting that list with great regularity. But a goal is oftentimes not something to hit. It's something to aim for. Mm. Bruce Lee. Mm. Love it. So your call to adventure, go make your ideal day. Notice where your day is getting captured and make sure to stay battle-tested.